Welcome to the Bunnies TV recap, where it was Roosters week, and we were beating 20 points to 18 at a beautiful stadium out there in front of 36,639 fans. Um, look, it's it's a, left a bit of a bitter taste in our mouths, Brownie. Yeah, look, it's always a, a great game that we always get up for, and it didn't disappoint on uh, last weekend. So, uh, unfortunately, we went down, but, um, you know, I don't think the Roosters actually won the game. I believe we lost it. Yeah, like, like JD said in the press conference, post-match press conference, we had seven line breaks to four. We, we dominated a lot of categories uh, besides the scoreline at the end there. But um, look, it, it started with, you know, we're happy to get Junior back and, and Hame and both really quality middle forwards, in my opinion, in the game, in particular Junior. And again, poor old Hame lost. 60 seconds. Yeah, it's unfortunate, and we speak about it every time Harme comes back from injury, uh, that we'd like to see him you know, start to get some momentum and play back-to-back -back games. And unfortunately, um, like you just said, Chaps, he lasted 60 seconds, and it looks like he's going to be out for the next couple of weeks. Uh, the, you know, how intense that knockout was. 11-day uh, standout, and no one will have a problem with that. It might even be longer. His eyes glazed over. If you go back and have a look at the footage, which I... I was at the game, so I, it was hard to tell. Me and Mavo and Dakota were sitting there and Marty listening together. And it was hard to tell from where we were. We were right behind the goalpost mm. in Bay 23. But then I went watching the replay. He really, he lost his eyes. And that, that's, that's got to be a minimum of 11 days. Hopefully it's not too much longer. Hopefully he's feeling well. I think he was at training today. And he was, for more reports, he was feeling okay. Which yeah. is surprising after a couple of days and such a heavy knock like that. Yeah, definitely, chaps. And sometimes they come good uh, early. And, and look, the science behind it, we won't go into it. But, um, you know, it's a protocol. He was the first one uh, to, you know, be stood down for the 11 days, uh, the new protocols from the NRL. And like you said, it, it could be maybe even longer uh, if he doesn't pass them protocols throughout the 11 days. And over later on in the game, Victor Radley and... Jared Warrior Hardgreaves, who had a great game, Jared, um, clashed heads. And he, he's, he was motionless for a good one or two seconds. I remember me and Mabo talking about it. And we thought, that's it for the game. Yep, 15 minutes later, he, he trots back out there. Mm. So I don't know. <laughs> They've got to start getting fed ink about head knocks. There's no way Rick DeRadley should have come back on that field. Yeah, especially with the history that he's had with head knocks uh, over the last couple of seasons. He's another one that's in that category that um, he seems to sort of like get knocked out at any old little knock to the head. So yeah, it's uh, an area which is a very concern and it's on everyone's uh, lips at the moment, especially in the NRL. Yeah, they'll have to give Neuroflex a call, I think, if they want to get fed income about this. Um, look, it started with um, a couple of nice completed sets and then Tom coughed the ball up in the middle of the field and the Roosters were on the attack and I think Teddy nearly went over and uh, Isaiah Tass had to wrestle him to the ground from dummy half. Manu jumps in, has a scurry from dummy half, gets caught, but the referee's given a six again. He gets up and hands the ball to the Rabbitohs. They played a knock on. Yeah. He, did, he, had the he had the headgear on, some earmuffs in there. He didn't hear the call. Yeah. I've never seen that one before. Mm. Well, I was, like you chaps, I was at the ground, I was high up, I was in a, a corporate box, but I seen what happened and I picked it straight away that he mustn't have heard he the six again on. call because he just <laughs> released the ball once he once he hit the ground and like you said, uh, he had the headphone, uh, the headgear on with the padded all around the ears and after that I'm pretty sure he took the headgear right. off and flicked he, it. He ripped it off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is a bit of a strange one, but, but anyway, uh, we... We were pretty dominant in that first period and we got up the other end and Junior started to have his way with him. Just little, little um, 
late footwork at the line, penetrating through. He left him um, on the deck, gets up. Nice um, early ball from Cookie out to Lockie, and he summed it up pretty well. He had Latrell sweeping around the back. He left Key on one-on-one with um, Luke Kieran. There was only going to be one winner there, Brownie. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it was a, a great try there from Keon, who just barged through him. And like you said, we had all the running in, in that first 20, 25 minutes. And uh, mm. it was just a bit unfortunate that we came up short on a couple of occasions. And, uh, you know, we didn't have enough points on him in, in that first half, I don't think. But you'll go through the tries uh, as we go on. But, yeah, it's all about uh, taking your opportunities, like JD said in the press conference, and uh, that's something that we didn't do throughout the game. We did it early. I mean, the next time we had an opportunity down there, off a bit, a little bit of pressure. Um, it was just a, another Latrell sweep around the back, um, and he had um, eyes for Manu, engaged his eyes, and then threw this brilliant cutout pass to AJ. And, AJ scores um, 99 out of 100 from there. Yeah, 100%. Uh, how many times AJ's did that down that left-hand edge and uh, it was just added another try to his tally to try and achieve that, that, that blistering record that he's after. But, yeah, Latrell, well, what a, what a moment for Latrell. Obviously, um, he loves icing the big, the big moments and that was just another one of them uh, on that special night. Look, we forced a couple of dropouts in that first 30-odd minute period, but after that, we, um, Cody did a nice um, trickle into the in goal. He was going to kick it wide, but shaped it straight. Teddy took it over the in goal, and then from there, they, they collected the, the dropout, the short dropout. The short dropout, that was, I think every single dropout was a short dropout the yeah. other night. The, yeah. the, the game's changed, hasn't it? Yeah, it certainly has. Because uh, that, that relieved a lot of pressure there. I think we are going to go in there. Yeah. Uh, at that period. Well, that, that's a that's one of them, the one of them areas where I think we left a, a try out there because um, we were def- definitely on top in that, that point of the game, and uh, the, them dropouts are a big part of the game today. You've got to be able to defuse them. You've got to get your your big tall men underneath them, and uh, the Roosters came up with a couple of them um, where we should have been on the attack and looking to put points on. Oh, the big men, oh, they were standing just in front of us where we were, that um, Sawali's a giant, so is um, Tupo on the wing. But our blokes were not much smaller. Mm. Campbell, Graham and, and Tomo, I-Tom, they sort of, they swapped around. I think they had Campbell blocking for I-Tom. He got outlapped by Toops in that occasion, wasn't aggressive enough. And then the other way around, they swapped and they had I-Tom blocking and Campbell did go up and knocked it on. Yeah. It sort of went sideways. I don't know if it's anything... Any different to last week where um, Garner dropped the ball out sideways? Mm. It, it sort of didn't go our way, that one. It could, I suppose it could have been a 50-50 call that went against us. But, um, yeah, they were good enough to get the ball off us twice on short dropouts. And I think that's something that definitely we've got to work on. Well, our, our, kick, our kick defense is uh, something we've got to work on. Yeah, definitely, chaps. And you did mention that uh, off the camera uh, about their kick the for you shoot. Diffusions uh, that we've got to get better at, and we've just got to get numbers around the big man. And even if they just tap it backwards and give us an opportunity, rather than try to try to catch it, just get up there and tap it back to a you know one of your one of your support team. And we'll monster them down the middle, and it wasn't until Jared um, Wadery Hardgreaves come on and the cheese, they started to get in their wrestle with us. Mm. Probably started to get a bit more field position. They still weren't looking like scoring, and then um, they made a bit of a half break on the halfway line and it was about fourth tackle and I Tom 
did a nice tackle, rounded him up. He's beaten first up, and he went and held on to him. But then he did a second effort and held on to him again, repeat set, mm. and that's when Jared left uh, Cam on the ground, and Cheese was good enough to explode a hole there. Yeah, and uh, it was great timing as well. And like you said, chaps, uh, Hargraves and, and the Cheese starting off the bench was a master stroke from Robbo. Uh, they came on, and they just changed the tempo for the Roosters. Um, Hargraves played a power game and obviously Cheese very crafty out of dummy half and um, we probably wouldn't have seen that if they didn't start off the bench and uh, yeah that was a great great call by uh, Robbo to start them uh, from the bench and I believe it probably sort of like won in the game. Well it was the final seven minutes of the, of the first half, it was 10-0 and they've come up with two tries there and got it to 10 all. I think we had a penalty right on the stroke of half time to go into the sheds 12-10 up but I still think disappointing. I think we were a 10-point better side going into the, going into the half. Um, I think Cam sort of had a two-on-one with Tom. I know um, Joey Manu was coming behind him, mm. but Tom's big enough and strong enough. Yeah. If he secures that football, I think he would carry him over the line. That could have been 16-10. Um, again, you've got to take your chances there. Yeah, well, you do, but I probably disagree with you there, chaps. I, I thought um, Tom, I, I don't think he would have made it. And um, whether Cam made the right decision to not pass it or, or pass it, I, I don't think we would have scored either way. Um, but, yeah, opportunities. Yeah, and there was probably other opportunities um, that, that we missed as well. But, yeah, we, had, we definitely had the running in the first half. And I don't think we had enough points on them with the amount of possession that we had and the field position that we had in that first half, I think we should have had a, a couple of more tries. We came out pretty hot in the second um, half because we opened him up again through Keon. Nice little flick pass out to uh, Campbell Graham. Strolled down, he had a two-on-one. Someone was coming up behind Itom. Chose to dummy and go himself. I think that could have been a try gone begging there. Yeah, well, that's a, another opportunity. But once again, Tedesco, what a player. That's one player you don't want to be coming up against if you're going to try and play a two-on-one. Well, he's got the ability to co to commit to the ball player. And then if the ball player obviously plays a two-on-one to the support player, he can slide off and pick up the support player. That's that's a 50-50 call. But obviously, you know, JD's thinking that's one of them opportunities that we should have put him away straight after half time and, and bounce out to a bigger lead. And then, and then Jacko Paulo, well done to Jackson. He had a great game against us, his former club. He started <laughs> a bit, they targeted him early and they ran him sideways a couple of times. He was good enough to get an offload away. But um, his double in the second half was, was basically the difference between the two sides. The first one was a bit of a catch and put down, but, but the second one, he had a lot to do. He left AJ standing there, went around him, beat another bloke, put the ball down untouched. It was mm. pretty classy. Yeah, I'm sure he'd be happy with his performance, especially up against his former <laughs> club, the Rabbitohs. It's always good to when you're coming up against your former team and, and you have a bit of a blinder. And uh, to come up with two tries, he'd be, uh, he'd be none prouder. 20 to 10, and then we, we started to have our own way with a bit of field position late because the middle period of the second half, I've never seen so much drop ball in a contest in my life. I think it was five consecutive knock-ons by both sides. By both teams, yeah. It was hot down there, but at ground level, I yeah. mean, we were, it's below, mm. sort, of, sort of below the ground there. It's built in, in um, underground there and it was so hot in there. Mm. And it didn't help 
as well with those um, flames they kept putting up yeah. <laughs> every time the Roosters scored. I don't yeah. think the flames added another five degrees. But well, Cam did touch on that in the press conference after the game that he said it was very hot down there and the dew on the ball and and the sweat obviously made it a little bit difficult for the ball control. But um, you know it happened to both teams and like you said, chaps, it was a fifteen minute period there where each side were dropping the, the ball on the first tackle and. It's just not good enough, especially from our point of view. Uh, I think we completed at around 68%, and you just can't beat the top sides. You can't beat the lesser sides mm. at 68%. Uh, if you go back and dissect all our games in terms of uh, the last couple of seasons, if we're completing around 80%, we nearly get the two points. And that's what we've got to start to strive for, is starting getting our completion rates up around the 80%, get in the arm wrestle with them, um, and, but in saying that, you've still got to be able to play football when you're completing around 80% so you can put points on. Yeah, well, the Warriors have been doing that well. If you've been watching the Warriors, they're competing high. We actually completed, completed at 62%, which Well, there you go, was, 62%. Uh, it, was, it was 15 or 16 errors. It was just uh, like, like JD said. It was just basic stuff, but it was so hot down there. Oh, I'll forgive him for that. But um, let's hope. Look, if we hold the pill... Uh, our edge attack is on both sides of the ruck. I still think it's number one in the NRL. Oh, we've got so many points. Our edge D is not too bad. That that could that could probably improve a fraction. Yeah. Uh, we just need to keep some middles on the field. But there was uh, an unbelievable try saver by um, Joey Mano on the, <laughs> where he went back on the inside. He was only five metres out. And yeah. But he caught the ball up here and it and a bit a bobbled yeah, in. A little bobbled, and, yeah. And it just showed Joey where it was and he just tapped it down and it landed yeah. straight and. Um, um, Sammy Walker's hands too. Yeah, yeah, great try saving tackle sitting right in front of there, and a great work by Latrell to put AJ away down that left hand yeah. edge once again. AJ did well to play a two on one inside to um, uh, Isaiah Tass and Manu. What a player! He's on the spot at the right time and came across not only once but uh, he did it again later in the game and uh, saved two tries and and once again. An opportunity gone begging. That one was slightly further out, but that, that came with a lead up. There's a bit of an offload in the middle of the field, and Tommy got it, and you're sort of saying, you know, <laughs> get the trombone out of the, out of the out of the saxophone section. But anyway, he's thrown a 25 metre cutout pass. Yeah. To put him, it was a brilliant pass. I thought Tommy. I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was no, forward. No, no, it was fine. Well, he ruled it forward. The ref ruled it forward. That's why he brought the he brought the play back. Man, it's a great pass. Yeah. By Tommy. And yep. then, um, obviously, Manu's clocked him over the top and it was on for young and older. There. Well done to Cam Murray. Captain Cam Murray standing up for his teammates. Yeah. Did yep. not take a backward step. Um, Cheeks, I think, threw a little sneaky one in and split Mark Joey Manu, but, I mean... <laughs> That's all part of it, isn't it? Well, it's a lot of push and shove going on, and you've got to try and get the little ones in where you can, where the, <laughs> where the camera can't see it. But unfortunately, uh, the, the referee and the officials seen it, and Cheek got marched uh, for his little uh, little incident there. Mm. He's come up with a fine, I believe. Is that right? Yeah. I think the charges were Cody, Cheeks, and Manu, and Cheeks and Cody... They're free to play this week, and yeah. Manu misses a week with an early plea, or if he fights, he, miss, he loses two. Well, they've got the bye next week, so does the bye cover the, um, the, no. the week? Oh, no, no. It's got to be games, yeah. Yeah. That'd be you know, ridiculous if it did, but yeah. I'm sure Uncle Nick will try and push the envelope with that one, no <laughs> doubt about it. Anyway, we look, we've, we've ended up jagging a try pretty late through Isaac Thompson, and well done to big eye Tom scoring his first try of the season. He had a bit to do to it. Yeah. 
the cover was coming across, he was he was slowing down a bit, and he was good enough to leave the ground, change hands, put it down with his left hand, and um, give us a shot. Um, well, the game's never over against these roosters, is oh, it? Oh, it's never over. How many times have either side... Just uh, ask Warren Smith, mate. You can take me now. I've seen it all. Yeah. <laughs> I've pulled it out of the hat on many, many oh. occasions. Uh, not only the Rabbitohs, but the Roosters have did it to us as well. Yeah, um, they did. And I always had confidence that we could get back into the game, and that's what we did with that try with uh, Isaac. But again, we don't have any trouble opening up the Roosters. I, I don't fear them coming up against them again. I, I thought they're... Their attack was wasn't wasn't amazing. I no. mean, they did get us a couple of times on that on that on our left edge. Mm. Um, I'm sure we can rectify that. But other than that, um, I, I think I think we can handle them next time we come up against them. And it came down to the final set, and Latrell jumped into dummy half, 47 or 48 metres out. And the audacity of him, he's tried a two-point field goal from the sideline, yeah. 47 metres out, and didn't quite hit it sweetly like he did at training. And, I mean, that would have brought the frigging house down if, well, he, if, it, if he tied that up with no seconds left on the clock. Yeah, man. And it's like only, he did in Melbourne. Remember he did it in Melbourne? He did. Yeah. It only just fell short. And I think they were trying to sort of like set up for that, chaps. But uh, they just got to the edge and, and the, the ball sort of like shifted to the sideline. And it's not where he wanted to be because mm. he ended up at dummy half where obviously he rather would have been, you know, one pass wide to have an attempt. But uh, he took a shot out of dummy half and... Uh, didn't hit it too well, but it only come up just short. Let me tell you. Yeah, and um, yeah, it was it was pretty disappointing leaving. Uh, but you couldn't fault any of their efforts. They, they they never stopped till till the death. I think half of them were on their haunches or sitting on their backsides at the yep. end. The final whistle. And I think the Roosters will, will have a sigh of relief that they they got away with that one. I remember walking out of the ground. Hocko ended up sitting with us at the end, and me and Dakota and. It was so hot in there. I was just sweating walking mm. up the stairs. And yeah. By the time we got out the gates, it was 10 degrees cooler outside. Mm. Yeah. Um, it, it's, they've had a couple of games there. Apparently, the game last week against the Warriors, I was talking to a Roosters fan at work the other day, and he said it was even hotter. It was an afternoon game. It was um, mid to high 30s. Yeah. There's no wind. Mm. It doesn't really get the wind down low. Maybe up high, it's a different ball game, but... Uh, in saying that, I still love that stadium. It was great in the middle of winter. Oh, it's a great stadium, great atmosphere. Uh, it was a little bit short of 40,000. Um, you know, a lot of Roosters supporters, Rabbitohs. It was 50-50 by the sounds of it. Um, even though the Roosters won, chaps, 20-18, they, they took the two points away. I, I think we beat ourselves. We left so much out there. Mm. A couple of opportunities in tries. Um, poor ball control. We lost Harme Sele early. So a lot of things went against us. So even though we had the running in the first half, mm. I just don't think we had enough points on them in the first half with the amount of running and, and the field position that we had. Um, and that's what's sort of like uh, come back to bite us on the bum. Yeah, um, look, one of the, I think the best performer for us was Campbell Graham again, 190 odd metres, couple of line breaks, try assist, and just did a great job on Sawali. Yeah. Um, keeping his feet underneath him, wrapping him up. Like, he's yeah. a hard man to handle this Sawali. Yeah, well, he wasn't as dominant as he usually is against some of the other teams. Mm. Uh, Campbell, like you said, Chaps did an amazing job. I thought Keon Kalamatangi was outstanding as well with his charges. Oh, yeah. He came up with a, a great try, uh, a little flick pass out the back that sent you know Campbell on his way down that right-hand edge. And uh, he looked like troubling uh, the Roosters every time he touched the ball, uh, Keon, but... Um, yeah, Keon and uh, Campbell were my handle. best. He's hard to handle yeah. out there. Um, just even that first try, if you if you watch, he just skips himself slightly on the outside before he receives the pass. Yeah. To have the ability to do that, he, he really reads the game well, Keon, and 
Just I'm glad he's in our side. Uh, he might be called on to jump in the middle again like he was uh, on the weekend because we are short of middles and we'll get to the injuries. There's an injury update coming up to you brought to you by Rabbitohs TV. Mm. Bunnies TV. Um, what about one, the Roosters, Chaps? Who do you think was the best? Oh, hard grows for me. I don't yeah. think it was even close. Yeah. I don't know how they gave Victor Radley a point in that game. Yeah. Yeah, I thought Hargraves was outstanding. I can't and choose. Uh, I thought Keary uh, was instrumental in everything they did. He, you know, he came up with a couple of try assists in terms of the kick. And, um, yeah, it was a nice kick. Oh, I thought he, he, he had some really nice touches. Uh, Luke Keary, but yeah, Hargraves, he just came on and, and just did his job. He, he wasn't too aggressive how he usually normally does. He, he gets too aggressive, gives penalties away, but can't, can't, uh, just his some, charges were outstanding. Considering he didn't have a trial, like, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's an old veteran, 34 years of age, and Anyway, he's... Uh, I'm, sure yeah. the, I'm sure the Roosters uh, hierarchy and uh, the coaching staff would have had a little word to Hargraves just to tone it back a little bit. We need him out on the field and mm. uh, not as many penalties, and, that, and that's what he did. And Lockie's defence was a feature again, I thought. There was a couple of times there a few shots put on. I had to look who it was, and it was the number seven. Yeah. I know he got flogged himself, but, yeah. mate, I, I was impressed again with what he's like in real life, live. He's such a such a good-sized body for, for, a, yeah. for a number seven. Yeah, he's solid. Got that Andrew Johns type body, big, uh, big middle, middle range, mm. big lower, you know, top half legs, and uh, a lot of power mm. in, in his body, and uh, a great defender. Yeah, put a good shot on Lindsay Collins at one stage. Yeah, I mean, Lindsay had a shock when he seen who it was. But anyway, there's been some injuries out of the game. We we, we got a couple back, but looks like we're going to lose three again. Jaime Sele, he'll be out again this week um, due to concussion. Shaq's got scans tomorrow. He's looking like lo- missing a couple of weeks. He thinks there's a fracture in there. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, his right foot, maybe second or third metacarpal. It was right in front of us. Junior Totola tweaked a knee. He's looking like missing about two weeks. Then the bad one is uh, Joy Arrow. He's out for a three or four. Um, aggravated a hamstring injury. I'm pretty sure it was a training on the weekend. Some of them rehab blokes. And Hosty coming back as a positive. Um... Thoughts about those injuries going yeah, forward? Yeah, well, they're all key players, chaps. And uh, once again, middles. A lot of players that play in the middle, and, and we're really struggling there, uh, especially to lose Harmo, who we thought we'd uh, hopefully get a couple of games out of him and uh, build up some momentum. But to obviously lose Shaq and Junior again in one game, there's three middles, and, and obviously Jai, who by reports, uh, he's strained his hamstring and he's set back. Uh, he will be set back just another couple of weeks again. So, yeah, look, we're going to be... another uh, one too. There's uh, Peter Mamazoulis was injured in the New South Wales Cup game as well. Um, scored a couple of tries, but come off with a, a lower leg injury. Haven't got a lot of information on it, mm. but he's set to miss a couple of weeks. So we'll be calling maybe on, on uh, maybe Talis Duncan again, the development player who was named as 18th man only a couple of weeks ago when we had our injury crisis uh, two weeks ago, we were fortunate to get them back on the weekend, but now we've lost them. We're so. down, down six out of our top 30. Um, look, we're going to... We'll, we'll see what happens as the week goes on. We might go to training tomorrow. And, uh, I believe Saluka Fafita uh, performed well uh, in the yeah, New South well, Wales Cup on the weekend. New so South Wales Cup had their he'll... first game in 110 years. It went with Park um, on the dog track, which um, sounds like it was pretty entertaining. But we were beaten 38-16 to 16 by the Roosters. DFS, best player in the field. So... For more reports, uh, Richie Nassif give us those um, updates. He was down there. Talis Duncan wasn't far behind him. I think he comes into calculations. Yeah. 
um, we'll be able to get use of him, even though he's a development player, he'll be able to play. So he, he, he can play middle as well, so Cam can play middle, and so can Keon. So there, we, in, we've got, yeah. there's some options there. Uh, Keon jumped in the middle against the Roosters there for a short amount of time. Mm. So we can obviously shuffle a few things around and hopefully we can come up with a uh, decent 17 to take on Manly this yeah, Saturday I, I, night. I, I know Jed was second game back in, but I, I, he was much improved this week. Against I the thought Roosters. he was good. He, he's, geez, he's such a big bloke. Yeah. When, when he gets down low and he's, his techniques, uh, I like his technique in defence. When he, when he does commit to a tackle, he... He really hurts him. The other game down Some of there, these one-on-one defences were outstanding, chaps. Just yeah, stopped them dead. They were. You know, and, and that's what you want, uh, uh, especially in your defensive structures. And I reckon that you'll see a little bit more from him with the ball. That hasn't come yet, but uh, a little bit more timing and, and a few more weeks under his belt. A bit of confidence he's going to get game time going forward after me reading out that injury report there. Mm. And uh, the flag were booting. Tippy's team were booting. Uh, 30 points to 20. And unfortunately, another injury out of that game, Leon Tahao looks like he's, he's had an injury and succumbed to one and come off the field again. He only just come back from a suspension. Well, um, Not much luck there. Well, you spoke to JD about the top 30. Uh, is that number enough in today's game? And uh, by the sounds of it, I, I don't think it is. Uh, I, I know he came back with a great answer. We've got some development players and players you can use after round 10. But with these new HIA protocols and injuries you know we're struggling Newcastle was struggling to field mm. a team last week yeah because of all their injuries and yeah, HIAs brings up a good point um JD sort of brushed it off but I are going to be thinking about that now yeah if we get another two two knockouts in the next couple of weeks they're standing down yeah. you're, you're going to be really thin then look Benny Lovett was another one that performed well in the New South Wales Cup yesterday he's knocking on the door but he's, he's in that back row category I think we're all right for back rowers we're yeah. really more concentrating on middles. Uh, Davey will obviously come into contention and play more minutes. And the good thing about Talos Duncan is um, he jumped in, he, he can play hooker for a start. He played yep. hooker yesterday. Yep. He can jump in at 5'8". He can play lock, which is almost like a second front row these days anyway. Yep. Mate, he can cover a few positions, so he might be that ideal number 14 for the next few weeks while mm. we're dealing with this injury crisis. He's, he's, he can put you through a hole. He's got a bit of ball skills. Well, he showed that against... Uh, Manly in the trial when he we played 13, he played long minutes uh, and he played that that style, Cameron Murray style, uh, where he beast. jumped in. You know, Good defender, and they're a massive, ball massive side, Manly. Oh, they're big massive team, side. Mate. Look, some of the other ones, the, the ball was beaten again. They haven't won a game this year. They're bloody close. Um, just got pipped at the end by the Tigers. The Harold Matthews, congratulations, Lukey Della. They've had a win. 22 points to 10, I think they led 22 nil at one stage, yep. and they, they come back with a couple at the end. It was, uh, yeah, there's some really good performance in that side. Obviously, Humphrey steers Humphrey's them around with a nice player. kicking game. Yeah. Um, the middle forwards were strong too, so well done to them. They still, they're still not in the top six. They're one point out of the top six. They need to continue winning. Um, in the women's, it was the Harvey Norman women's, we were beaten by the Central Coast Rooster 24-14. And we played the Roosters Indigenous Academy in Natasha Gale. Just got beat on the bell, 44-0. We weren't far away, I don't think, <laughs> in that one. But a bit of success from Lisa Fiola at Muscle and Fields on Friday afternoon. We had a big win, 52-0. And also our two development sides had big wins as well. That was over Cronulla. 
the two development sides. That's the 16s and the 18s, and that 16 side looks looks very strong. Well, the pathways, are, even though they're mixed results, uh, we've got some great players coming through the system. Um, obviously, you know, you just mentioned that young Humphreys in, in the Matthew Shield. The SG ball has just been um, decimated with injuries. That filters down from the top level all the way down to, to that level in terms mm. of uh, the SG ball because some of them SG ball players are up playing uh, Jersey flag and then the Jersey flag players are playing New South Wales Cup and then obviously the New South Wales Cup are playing. Starts to put pressure on, yeah. Uh, it does, yeah, and it affects, I feel sorry for Sutter, uh, who's obviously doing his best down there, but uh, with uh, limited troops oh, and yeah. hopefully you can uh, have a you know a couple of wins at the back end of the season. Yeah, I mean, I feel sorry for them pathways teams. They've just been decimated by injuries, but I know that one thing, they will not, not, not give up and they will not stop trying right till the absolute death and who knows, the match just might sneak into the, the semi-final series. And once you get into a semi-final series, um, look, you, you never know what, what can happen. Yeah, definitely. Um, anyway, that might be about it, mate. I was, I was looking at the ladder just before, and there's three unbeaten teams. You've got the Brisbane Broncos who have been performing outstanding, led by Adam Reynolds. He's kicking game the other night in the first half. It's unbelievable. Yeah. The Dolphins, just true grit side. Yeah. Got a great forward pack. That nice little calm, smart halfback, Sean O'Sullivan leading them around. Mm. Some classy outside backs. Well, we're talking about just before about ball control, and I had a look at their ball control uh, in their win, and they were 80%. Mm. And that's just a Wayne Bennett style play, uh, complete your complete your sets, get into the arm wrestle, and I'm pretty sure 95% of the teams that played on the weekend who won all had a higher ball control than their opposition. There was only one team that didn't, and that was Canberra. Cronulla had a higher ball control than uh, Canberra, and it was like, only just. Was it last year when, I think it was me and Maver at the coffee shop there at Redfern, and uh, we noticed they are all carrying footballs. Yeah. That was last year or the year before, maybe yeah. it was behind the camera. Yeah. It was last year, wasn't it? Yeah. So I don't know if they get the balls out again. Oh, well, they might have to, Chats, because... Sl sleep with the footy? Yeah. Well, I mean, we harp on it all the time here about ball control, and uh, you're not going to... You know, you, you won't beat a, a Waterloo A-grade team completing it at 65%, and JD yeah. touched on it in the press conference. It's just not good enough. Um, you've got to be up around them 80% to be competing in any football game and still play a bit of footy while you're doing it. No, yeah, well, I mean, the Warriors have been doing a good job with that. The other team is the team we're playing this week who's undefeated, the Manly Seagulls. They've only played the two contests, but they've um, been quite dominant, even though there was a, a mad tri-fest in the last 10 or 12 minutes. Uh, their edge defence is not amazing mm. going off that game, but they've certainly got a big forward pack that can just roll, roll you down the middle. Huge. You've got Tommy Turby sweeping out the back. Um, Gary. Schuster is oh, coming a, back from injury. What a player. He's got some great touch. Yeah. He's got great skill, that bloke. He, he's trimmed down a little bit. He just creates so much room for Tommy and Daly Cherry Evans um, on, the, on the edges. He digs into the line. That no-look pass is unbelievable. He can... He... He's got a different tempo. He can, he can go slow and then go fast, or he can go fast and then go slow, uh, which is outstanding for a, a, you know, a, a forward-turned, I suppose, number six with his uh, ball, ball skills. It's unbelievable. And some of the passes he throws, how many try assists he had on the weekend, I don't know, but whether they're try assists, but he creates all that opportunity for Cherry Evans and uh, Tommy Turbo, and they're going, to be, uh, they're going to be a hard team to beat out there at Acor Stadium. On no Saturday no night. doubt about it. I'm looking forward to that. But we might get off the train tomorrow. We'll see how we go. And uh, we'll, we'll be back for Teamless Tuesday. We'd like to thank all our sponsors. All our sponsors. There so they are. Behind us there. 
Daryl Lee, NG Farrow, Dot Build, Bunnaby, Sight Pizza, Blast Pit. Well, I'm wearing their shirt today. The lens today. We've only got the two um, mics, so you might want to jump on with the two mics between the three of us because they're playing up. We will endeavour to fix that um, going forward, but thank you for joining us on Bunnies TV.